Welcome back, everyone, to Debate the Pantheons. With me, my name is Tristan. I am very new to this. I don't know much. And James, the expert. Hello, everybody. James, mythology expert. <laughs> He's going to be uh, talking to me about the quote-unquote best war. Maybe it's a personal opinion. But the best war in uh, mythology. Is that correct? Yeah, I'll be talking about the Titan War and Greek mythology, the Titan versus Gods War. And I will also be talking about the stuff that led up to the Titans War. So honestly, I'll probably be talking about the beginning of, I guess you'd say, quote unquote, Greek mythology, like the beginning of the world. Mm, okay, okay. Ooh, that was a lot. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is going to be our very first number one from the start. One hour long episode. The last episode or introduction was just us telling you what we're going to do, what it'll be like, and who we are, and why we are doing this. So this will be our first episode where we talk. Which, hold on, I do need to put a timer on real quick. So while I'm doing that, what did you do today, James? Well, I was sitting at home. Mostly I... Played some Valorant. I don't know if anybody knows about that game. Did that. I uh, was spending a lot of time researching for this episode. Just kind of brushing up on some of my knowledge because I wasn't, you know, just got to make sure I know what I'm talking about. So I'm not kind of leaving you guys with false information. Um, All right. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Okay, so you didn't really do too much, did you? No. Really. <laughs> uh, well, I just, today I just, um, we put some brand new tires on our car today, but we had to wait out in town for like, Two hours, three hours, in a subway. <laughs> but that's all we really did today. I didn't. Did you get anything from the subway though? Yes, I did. I got a uh, steak and cheese melt, cause that stuff is bomb. It doesn't. It's not that much. I mean, it's not crazy, but it's still. Yeah. Dude, cheese. Nothing's better than the freaking you Italian sub. Yeah, though. You can't go wrong. Else. Italian bread though. That's I'm, Dude, I'm the Italian bread, bro. Meatball. Italian Man. bread, bro. Have you tried the melts though? Like the Italian yeah. bread melt, bro. Yeah, I have. Oh my god, it's so good. Dude, yeah. Like I'm good. Like after that, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with that. So uh, speaking of food, I don't recommend that you're eating while I talk about this. There will be a point in time during this podcast where I will be talking about something that's a little. I guess unsettling stomach-wise, so I'm just giving you guys that fair warning. I'll also bring it back up again when I'm about to talk about it. So, you know, just be aware of that. If you have a very weak stomach, I don't recommend to be eating during this. So, yeah. Okay. So, James, why do you consider this the best battle? All right, let me tell you. All right, so there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of wars in all of mythology. Even in Greek mythology, there's a lot of wars. But something about this war just kind of st stood out to me because it's dramatic. It's like you're reading like a whole like, like it seems like a soap opera when you read about the Greek mythology war because there's drama, there's violence, all types of stuff that kind of stands out from other wars. Other wars, it just seems like it's pure violence. They're just senseless fighting. But this war, this war doesn't just have fighting. It has betrayal, all types of stuff. It is crazy. So that's why I really like betrayal? it. There, there, yeah, there's betrayal. Okay, uh, before you go into this, how long is the battle? The battle is 10 years. It's, a ten it's year. called, 
Yeah, it's called the Titano Titano Maki. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but you know, it's a which pretty much means the ten a ten year Titan War. Wow. Okay, ten year active war. Yep. Wow. Okay. All right. Um. So, is it segmented, like by like by fives? <laughs> like the first five years is really bad, and then the next five um, years are. I get to say the, the like until the last like probably I'd assume the the last two years it was kind of a evenly fought match, but eventually in the last I don't want to spoil it, but mm-hmm. I'll just say one side got an advantage and the other side started to actually start losing. Okay, that's okay. all I have to say. So. Let's get into this. Where does it start? Okay. So, if we're going to talk about this war, we have to go all the way from the beginning. So, strap in. Let's get ready. All right. So, I want to start in the beginning. I'm sure you guys have all heard the story. In the beginning, there was light. Or in the beginning, there was one person. That's That's how the Greek myth starts also. In the beginning, there was chaos. Chaos was pretty much a primordial god. He didn't really have a, a physical form. He was just kind of like... He was just in he was pretty much just in space just kind of floating around he was just he wasn't he was just an entity pretty much in in an entity whatever Mm -hmm. he so eventually he kind of got he was violent at first but eventually he just kind of got less violent and he kind of got bored Mm -hmm. um so he he was he just kind of thought to himself okay i'm just gonna make the earth and it was as simple as that he just decided to make the earth because he was bored so yeah pretty much he was just bored he got lonely i guess all right so he got bored and he took some of his own matter and his own, like, I guess you'd say his soul. And he solidified that into Gaia. Wait, Gaia. Wait, who, wait. It, How did he do that again? I don't know. Did he, he, he just, he literally took a part of himself. Okay. And he just like condensed it, it and it became of a uh, Titan. Okay. So in, when you're reading this, are they gruesome about it? Like, does he like pull a piece of his hand off and no. create earth or something it well when you look it up it literally says that just some of his matter collected okay. and it's solidified into the earth so that's that's all i said okay so he took a piece of himself and turned it into the earth yes the earth who was called gaia, gaia. and she was pretty much the person the personification of the earth so when i'm not just saying like oh she was the personification of one part of the earth she was literally the planet the earth and so gaia had yeah she was the entire planet so gaia pretty much she was it was only her and chaos but chaos wasn't like really present that much so pretty much gaia was by herself eventually she begs to chaos that she wants a partner or somebody that she can somebody that she can pretty much like be with so chaos decides to make uranus mm-hmm. uranus is the personification of the sky okay so as you can tell, you can probably guess where this is going. It's kind of like an Adam and Eve thing mm-hmm. without like the garden and whatever. Yes. Uranus comes down from the sky. Gaia meets him in human form in their human bodies, I guess. And they they hit it off. The sky and the earth, they hit it off and they pretty much, you know, they get they get freaky and like, you know, a Frisky. couple of years later, Working. they Gaia has kids. And not just one or two kids. She has 12 kids. Oh. Wait, wait. Twelve okay. kids. Gaia. This okay. Earth has twelve kids with the sky. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Twelve kids. And these twelve kids are called the Titans. And I'm just gonna run down the names right now. Um, Uranus. I mean, Oceanus, the god of the the Titan of the sea. 
mm-hmm. Thetis, the goddess of freshwater, Hyperion, the titan god of light, mm-hmm. Thea, the titan of the sun, Coius, the titan god of oracles, wisdom, and foresight, Phoebe, the titan goddess of prophecy, Creus, titan god of constellations, Nimosine, the titan goddess of memory, Iapetus, mm-hmm. the titan god of mortal life, or he's also considered the titan of death. Themis, the titan goddess of law, order, and justice. Okay. Her symbol, a fun fact about her, her scales are what, you know when you see, um, like, in front of, like, a court, you'll sometimes see scales? That mm-hmm. symbol, people believe that it came from Nemesis, the goddess of revenge, but no, it actually came from Themis, the oh. titan of law. Okay. Cronus, the fun titan fact. ruler of the universe, but also, before that, he was the titan of time. And last but not That's least, cool. Rhea, the titan goddess of fertility. So after so fast forward after this there's um Uranus slowly begins to move away from Gaia. He starts retreating back to the sky, stops coming down all the time to hang out with Gaia and you know be with his wife at that time. Mm. And so Gaia's kind of bitter, so she's like, "Hmm, I need to win him back. Maybe if he maybe if we have another pair of kids, he'll maybe he'll come back to me." Okay. So she convinces him to come back down and they get freaky again and they have another pair of kids but Two this kids? time they weren't they weren't as uh i guess you they weren't as normal okay how, they many, how many kids three kids oh three triplets. kids triplets but these kids came out very different they were called the hecaton cherries and the and this means hundred-handed oh they were giants they were giants with 50 heads and 100 with 100 arms and their names were Briaries. Sometimes he was called Aegean, Cadus, and G- and Gius. Okay. So when Uranus saw like that he had that Gaia birthed these kids, he looked at them and he was like, "Ugh!" Like you're like he was he was like in disgust. He so he like kids. he made chains out of darkness, chained them together, and threw them into Tartarus, which was the deepest part of the underworld. Oh so they, my god! So they were forced to live down there. So obviously Gaia was sad about this, mm-hmm. but she was like. I, I, she can't really do anything because yeah. at that time apparently Uranus was mortal, which I personally don't agree with. I feel like that's not true because Guy was born oh. first, so you'd think she would be more powerful. But that's just me. So okay. she, she's like, she's kind of just biding her time. And so after a while, she's like, maybe if we have one more pair of kids, one more pair of kids, maybe we will, maybe it'll all work out. Well, this was a dumb assumption because we already saw how that worked out. Mm. But for some reason, she. She's able to convince Uranus to come back down, and he's still a little suspect because he's like, "Aren't you mad at me for like?" And Tartarus, and she's like, "No, no, 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 oh. no, it's fine, it's fine." Oh, wait, so wait, they you, wait, get freaky. Back? Wait, yeah. Can you go back? You kind of cut out. I think your Wi-Fi yeah. cut out for a second. Uh, um. So she convinces Uranus to come back down, hmm. and he says, and he's kind of like confused. He's like, "Aren't you mad at me?" And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. So they get freaky for what would be the last time. Mm-hmm. And they have three more, three, uh, three kids, three triplets. And these are the first Cyclops. Okay. Argus, meaning the thunderer. Mm-hmm. Steropes, meaning the lightener. And Brontes, meaning vivid. And as you can assume... Wait, Brontes after, meaning what? As you can see with Uranus, meaning vivid. Oh, okay. After seeing that she gave birth to another pair of kind of different kids, I'll say. 
fashions some more chains out of darkness and throws them into Tartarus with the 100 handed ones. So, yeah, that's fun. So, after this guy is just done, Uranus goes back into the sky, but Guy is mad. She's like, I want to get my kids back. And her 12 original kids, her first kids, the Titans, they're like, oh, what's wrong? And she was like, I hate your father and all that. Mm. So, she comes up with a plan. She approaches her kids and says, I want to commit murder. And at that point, nobody really knew what murder was because nobody committed murder. Like, that wasn't a thing. Because they were all, like, a immortal. So, like, nobody really knew what that was. Like, they, no, they literally didn't die. Mm-hmm. So, her kids are like, most of her kids are say no, except for four of them. Hyperion, Creus, Iapetus, and Kronos. So, they decide, yeah, we'll do it. But Kronos is the most excited about this. Like, he's he's ready. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Let's go. Let's kill Dad. Let's kill Dad. What? And everybody okay. was kind of wary of that because they already knew that Kronos was kind of weird. He was the youngest of them, but he was the most ruthless. Mm-hmm. He was the most dangerous because he was crafty. He wasn't that strong, but he was crafty. He was smart. So Gaia makes a weapon out of the earth, a, a scythe. And I don't know if anybody knows what a scythe is, but it's mm-hmm. pretty much a, a stick with a curved blade on it. It's, it's and she gives that's, yeah. The stuff they yeah. use to cut a bunch of grass. Yeah, like wheat and stuff. Or harvest stuff, yes. So she gives it to Kronos, and Kronos <clears> tells <throat> his three brothers that, okay, first he tells his mom, he's t- he says, Mom, bring, tell Uranus to come back down from Earth to one, from the sky one more time. And she's like, why would I do that? And he was like, trust me. Mm. So she calls him down, and Uranus is already suspicious because he's like, I threw two pairs of our kids into Tartarus. So you should be mad at me. You shouldn't want to deal with me. So she calls him down. And they have they have a nice night, and then when he's about to when they're about to get freaky, Gaia gives a signal, and Kronos oh, and his three brothers hop out, hold down Uranus. Um, his three brothers each hold down an arm and a leg. Kronos appears with the with the scythe in his hand and chops his father into a million pieces. They then, but as God. a million as pieces, I, a million pieces. Do you know yes. how long he has to be there? To- you have to remember, these guys are immortal. And holding him down oh from his God. domain. He's on Earth, remember that. So he's a sky god. Being down on Earth already weakens him. You have to think about that. So he's already away from his domain, so it was probably easier as well. Mm. Cut him up. And then, so here's where it kind of gets gross. Apparently, there's a bunch of things were born from Uranus's blood and his last breath, like wind spirits and goats and, like, satyrs and stuff like that. But I'm not going to get into that right now. That's really relevant right now. Mm-hmm. So, anyway... They cut him up, and Kronos is crowned to be the king of the universe because he killed the original king of the universe, I guess. Mm-hmm. So anyway, years pass. Every every other Titan is kind of off doing their business. Titan Kronos uh, frees the Cyclops and the hundred-handed ones as a show of good faith for his mother. Mm-hmm. He frees them, and so time goes on. But 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 what nobody really knew because nobody else heard it except for Kronos on or. On Uranus's final breath, he told Kronos that eventually, when he was grown and had his own kids, his son would kill him. He would fall by his son's hand like, like oh Uranus God. fell to his own sons. And this paranoid Kronos. So, eventually, Kronos has grown. His other siblings are off getting married. Uh, by the way, I just want to give a disclaimer here. Immortals in Greek mythology don't believe that they don't have dna so they don't see the problem with hooking up with their brothers or sisters because they don't they don't have dna apparently apparently so they, there's nothing wrong with that according to them that's just a disclaimer <laughs> so anyway Kronos is in love with his sister Rhea, who's the titan of fertility 
So he eventually, at first she didn't want anything to do with him, but eventually she gets with him, mostly out of fear because she's like, she didn't know if she should reject him and he'll like kill her or something, or as much as you can kill somebody, an immortal. So they get together and they have a kid, their first kid being Hestia. But when Hestia's born, they notice something's different about her. She's not, she's not like a titan. She's something more powerful. She's more godlike. No. And that's when they realize she's a goddess. Now, Kronos fears this because he remembers Uranus' prophecy about one of his kids going, going to overthrow him. So he does what any sane person would do in living in fear. He opens his mouth and swallows his child whole. What? Yes. Okay, so he has a kid with his sister and eats his kid. Yes, because she's a goddess. She's not a titan. She's a goddess. She's something more powerful, a new generation. Bro... Okay, yeah, okay, so what happens? Did... So, as you can imagine, this is kind of similar to the Uranus and Gaia thing. They keep having kids, and Kronos keeps eating them. Oh my so, God. after the... I want to say, after Poseidon, who is the second youngest, mm -hmm. they have one more kid, and by this time, Rhea is just ready to give up. She, doesn't, she wishes that she wasn't having this kid, she knows, because she knows what's going to happen. So... To try to find an answer to how to let this one last kid survive, she goes to the Oracle of Delphi, mm -hmm. and they give her a prophecy. They, they tell her, pick up this rock, and, they, and she picks up this rock, and it's shaped in the form of a baby. It's, it's about the same size as a baby would be, and she swallows it in robes. She then hides the child away for a little bit while she goes to Kronos to present the kid to him, because that's what custom was. You were supposed to present your child to your husband. He present, she presents the child to him, and he's and she kind of already knows, oh, he's going to swallow this one. So immediately, he's not really paying attention because he's already full, having like seven, uh, hold on, let me do real quick. Hestia, Demeter, Hera, Poseidon, Hades, having five kids inside of him already, mm. inside of his stomach. And by the way, they can't die, so oh they're my not God, dead. Wait, I forgot about that. They're all immortal, yeah. right? They're all immortal, so they're in his body growing. They're, they're just growing, but they can also shapeshift, so they're shifting to, like, fit inside of his stomach. But you have to imagine how draining that has to be, having five gods inside of your stomach shifting oh, around with Jesus. that much power. So he's not really paying attention. He's like, okay, Why? I'm just going to eat this do they, do, Okay, do they know they're immortal? Yes, obviously, yeah. Why would he try and eat his daughter that is stronger because than he's, him? He's living in fear of what could happen, oh, so he just God. assumes that that's over. Like, he assumes that they can never get out, which they technically can't because they're inside of his stomach. They would need, like, somebody to help them get out. Mm. So, because they had no experience with their powers in the outside world, so they didn't really know how to fight back. You have to remember that. They were mm -hmm. swallowed as babies. Okay. So, he doesn't really pay attention to the rock, and he just swallows it whole. So, Rhea's like, oh, no, my baby! And she runs away. She was like, I'll never have another kid with you. And they don't, and Kronos is like, he's fine with that because he's like, I really don't want to swallow another god. <laughs> so, Rhea goes back to get her baby that she hid away. The baby being Zeus, the future king of the Olympians. Oh, Rhea takes him to the island of Crete, of Crete, where she summons these three guardians who will watch over Zeus. And as they, so they watch over Zeus, and he grows older. And Rhea visits him from time to time. And eventually, when he comes of age, and he's more comfortable with shape shape shifting powers and stuff like that, he's stronger because he grew up in the outside world and he was trained by warriors. Mm -hmm. so Rhea comes to me and says it's time it's time for you to go confront your father 
But you have to remember, Kronos doesn't know that Zeus is alive. She doesn't even—he yeah. doesn't even know that Zeus exists. Jeez. So she says, "Go. Your father doesn't know who you are. You know how to shapeshift, correct?" And she's like, "And he's like, yeah." She was like, "Shapeshift in a form that doesn't seem as godlike. Shapeshift into a titan." Now Zeus, being around his mother enough, kind of knows what a titan looks like. They're more harsh. They're not as powerful. What do, okay. they give off more? What do they look like? If you can see, that's hard to describe. Is it? Uh, you ever seen you ever seen Hercules the Disney movie? Yeah. You know how he looked like a god, how all the gods were shiny and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but like Hades in the movie. How Hades is oh, okay. like where he's not as like bright, but he's kind of darker and more like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they seem. They seem older and like more rougher. Okay. So he kind of makes himself like that, more like rough around the edges and kind of more aggressive and stuff like that. Okay. Rhea sends him to Cronus' kingdom to be his cupbearer, which was the person who brings him drinks. So he works there and eventually he gains good favor with Cronus because he's a funny guy. He's entertaining and he always seems to know what drink Cronus wants. So Cronus begins to trust him. So eventually Rhea tells him it's time to strike back now. So one day Cronus is having a party at his at his kingdom. All the Titans are there. So Zeus first makes a drink for everybody else, with, and he puts a drug in there that makes them drowsy and a little more confused. So pretty much he drugs them, hmm. so they're not like on their toes. They're not like really mentally prepared yet. So he gives it to everybody. Everybody's like kind of really really drunk and like sleepy and stuff like that and drowsy. Wait, so okay, gods can get drunk? Yeah, Titans could get drunk. Yes. Oh, huh. okay. I wonder what they so do. they get drunk. Bill, you have to remember this isn't like what we would consider wine. This is like wine made for titans and gods. I wonder so what he it's obviously made has of. to be stronger stuff. So they, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think you want to you'd probably die. But okay, that's true. That's um, true. They're probably made so, of like acetone or something. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, so they're drowsy, and so Zeus makes something special for. For Kronos. Mm-hmm. So, in some iterations, they say he made, like, mustard and wine for <laughs> Kronos. Okay. Um, and for others, they say, like, oh, he just gave him, like, a drug. So, anyway, so, well, let's just say he made mustard and mayonnaise, something disgusting like that, mixed with wine. He okay. makes that for Kronos, and it's so strong that when Kronos drinks it, he throws up. And you remember who's inside of his body, right? The oh, five gods. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh shoot! So they're all thrown up, and they're on the ground, and they're like, "Oh, what's what's going on? I've never been in the outside world." Now, usually the Titans would have been oh, ready; no. they would probably would have killed them. But mm-hmm. you have they're to remember, all... Zeus drugged them, so they were still scrambling around. They weren't in their mm-hmm. right minds, and Cronus was still throwing up, like he was still disgusted. So Zeus tells him, "He was like, come on, we have to go.'" And so they fly away. They all shapeshift into eagles because they discover that they have shapeshifting powers, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they all shapeshift and they go back to Zeus's home I have a question. island. Hmm. So, okay, this is it's not off topic because it's about the same thing. But the whole shapeshifting thing, do you know what or if like in any of the books, if they ever shown you or told you? Because when, okay, they get freaky and they have a kid, they get born birth, however it's made. What is the original morph? Morph, like what is the original? What do you mean? Shape, like you know how they shape shift into anything. Apparently, for I I don't know if this counts as original shape, but for mortals in Greek mythology, 
gods are too powerful to even show up in their true form. Mm-hmm. So to us, it would just appear like a blind light, and we would immediately burn up if they ever showed us their true form. So that's oh, why oh, oh, oh. we imagine them as hum- having human forms because it's easier to process. You can't really explain like, oh, just a blazing light. That's what they are. So I guess that's what you'd call their original form. That's their true form. Okay, so in in essence, what we would see as far as explaining what they originally look like, original form, is just a blinding ball of light. Yeah, pretty much. And he's eating those. Yeah, he's pretty much eating. I mean, I guess you say that, but I just, I think when you mostly research it, they just say that he eats them as babies. Okay. So I'm just assuming, I just imagine them as they were just babies. Okay. So, um... So yeah, anyway, so they fly back to Zeus's island of Crete, and Zeus tells him, he was like, this is the plan, and, re- and he was like, we're going to fight against the Titans, but they realize, he realizes, oh, they haven't, like, they haven't trained for, like, war. So let me uh, give you the quick rundown of the names, because I feel like I haven't gone through that yet. Mm-hmm. There's Hestia. Yes. There's Demeter. There's Hera. There's Poseidon. Hades. And, of course, Zeus. Okay, so, so those are, are the six the Olympian gods. These yes, the these kids. are the... Well, technically, they're adults by now. Yes. They age way faster than that. Oh. So oh, oh, oh. they are... Yeah, gods ten- can age up in, like, a matter of, like, an hour. They'd probably already be adults. An hour? I was going to ask you, like, what is, like, the ratio? As in, like, how long Yeah, you have take? to remember, these are shapeshifters. These are omnipotent shapeshifters. Oh, they wow. can... So they can appear what any age they want. Most of them appear, like, in their earlier, like, mid-20s. Mm. Or like older gods like Zeus, even though he's not the older, he's technically the youngest god, but mm-hmm. he's um he appears like as a, more like a middle aged guy, more weathered since he is a leader, I guess. Even though he's younger. Yeah, those are the gods who appear in different ways. We'll probably get into that in a, another episode. I'll probably talk about descriptions of gods and like different how different people perceive them. I'll probably okay. talk about that later. Okay. Um. Yeah, well, it's, so anyway, we're thirty five minutes and well, we're, okay. we have thirty five minutes left. Okay, so. They, Rhea appears, and she's like, my children, she was like, I, I'm your mother, Rhea, and they're kind of taken aback because she's a titan, and they're like, she's like, no, 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 please, I'm, I'm really, I'm good, I'm here to help you guys. She's like, let me tell you about the Cyclops. So what we didn't know until just now, as Rhea explains it, mm-hmm. the, Kronos locked up the Cyclops because he pretty much got uncomfortable around them, they just creeped him out, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> So he locks them back up with the hundred-handed one. That sucks. So that's pretty much that was the pettit thing. So they go down there. They go down there and they go down there to attempt to free the Cyclops. But little did they know that Kronos appointed a jailer, and her name is Compay. Compay is really hard to describe. Mm-hmm. She's pretty much a bat creature with dragon legs, um, different wild animals on her waist. That like are biting and with a whip that's made out of fire. But when she hits you, it not only hurts you physically, it hurts your soul. Dinkwish. Huh. Yeah, so she's burning your soul. Wait, what? So her whip not only burns you like physically, it also burns your soul. God. Okay. So these are this is the lady jailing them. So obviously the gods can't really take her on mm-hmm. physically, they have no weapons. Yep. So they go there, and they the they tell the Cyclops, they're like, we're here to help you, we need to free you, but we need weapons. So the, so the Cyclops pretend to, they pretend that they're making junk so Campy doesn't get, like, confused, like, like concerned. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing about Cyclops, they're master blacksmiths, so they can create anything. 
Oh, and these are okay. the three. These are the first Cyclops, so they're really good at this. Hmm. So the first thing they make is seemingly it seems to be just oh it's a sword, but when Zeus holds it, it becomes a lightning bolt. So these are his signature lightning bolts that he holds. And immediately he feels oh, like okay. the true power of wait, his okay, so, godhood. Wait, so he okay the the Cyclops made lightning bolts for him. They made his lightning bolts. Okay, there's so- lightning bolts, and then there's Zeus's lightning bolts. Oh, okay. His lightning bolts are on a, a whole different class. Okay. Then the next thing they make is something for Poseidon. I guess mostly you can already guess what that was. It was his trident. Mm-hmm. With this trident, Poseidon not only felt like his power coursing through, he could feel oceans. He could feel he could feel the power of everything was at his fingertips. What most people don't realize, you just when you think of Poseidon, you just think of Aquaman and water and like talking to fish. Mm-hmm. When you, you have to remember, the ocean is vast. The yes. ocean also is. You have to remember, there's underwater earthquakes that can happen. <laughs> Poseidon can make <laughs> underwater <laughs> earthquakes. He can flip oh islands. God. He that's can so make true. hurricanes. Wait, literally, that actually makes him way more overpowered than you think. Exactly. About it. Because like nobody thinks about that. The kind of like the kind of power he has can literally control basically all of Earth. You wonder why Greeks always used to pray to Poseidon before they went on sea voyages? Because he could they believe that if you do one thing to make Poseidon angry, he could he would take you out. He could flip over your ship, he can attack your town. Could, like people just don't realize how powerful Poseidon can really be. And the last thing that the Cyclops made was for Hades. I'll be a uh, spoiler. Uh, they didn't make anything for the women. I don't know why. That's oh, just no. it's not a thing. Um, in some iterations, they say that Demeter took the scythe that was used to kill Uranus and she turned it into a golden sword, but into a golden sword. But that's just like that's like some what some people say. Theory. But yeah, usually they don't have weapons. It's pretty it's messed up, but that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. So anyway, for Hades, they made a helm. Now you would think, oh, what's a helm? A helm is pretty much a war hat, a war helmet. And now you think, oh, what is he going to do with a helmet? Hmm. When he put on this helmet, not he. it just got super cold. It was freezing. You felt fear Wait, creeping what? into That's your head. So His helmet is called the Helm of Fear. Hades could bring out the greatest fear inside of your head, and you would see that thing physically right in front of you. You would feel death itself creeping, on, creeping up behind you. That's... That's how powerful that helmet was. Wow. So yeah, that's oh, this is so, so it wasn't cool. just that's the hat. so cool. I love all these weapons. It's so awesome. Yeah. So when you think about it, Zeus has the most boring weapon, and Poseidon and Hades have the most cool. Poseidon's is the most powerful, in my opinion, and Hades is the most psychologically. That's like, scary. Like I don't like that, craziest one, but it's so cool. yeah. Like imagine your fear just coming out. So anyway, let's get to the war. So Hades. So they go and they prepare to attack the Titans' fortresses. The Titans' mm-hmm. fortress, Carnus's fortress, and all the Titans gather up to, because they're ready to meet this war. Mm-hmm. Now, Zeus freed the Cyclops and the Hundred Handed Ones, and they were great in a fight. Cyclops making war, eventually making armor for everybody and arm and weapons for everybody, like little weapons, not like mm-hmm. big weapons, like the Titans and stuff. Yeah. And they also managed to get some Titans on their side, Titans who didn't agree with Cronus. They didn't agree with his harshness and stuff like that. Because Cronus oh. wasn't a good guy. Obviously, he ate his kids. Not yeah. a lot of people agreed well, with him. Okay. Was wasn't he? Wait, no. Kronos. He was the guy that ate his, or no, killed his father, right? Yeah, he was the one who, the main guy who killed his father. So yes. he, that's weird, because he started so, off okay, but then sort of ruined it for himself. Yeah. 
whether it be because Gaia's like persuasion or he just he reveled in murder. Mm-hmm. So this war, now it's called the Ten Year War, but it, honestly, it could have just been a day. It could have just been a couple of a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about Kronos. Kronos was the Titan of time. Kronos controlled time. You have to remember that. He could have slowed time to a point where it could have just it could have felt like a year. It could have only been a second. That's how that's his that's how much power he had over time. So this could have been a ten year war. It could have been a month war. We don't know. But that's just it's called the ten year war. So that's just what we're going with right now. Okay. So anyway, so in the first five or six years, it was a pretty one sided war. They were getting demolished. The gods were scrambling, trying to find allies. Um, Cronus was turning the sea to acid, all types of stuff. It was a blood. It was bloodshed. Wow. But eventually, they started to Wait, gain the okay. upper hand. If he could turn the sea into acid, then that totally eliminates Poseidon, correct? Well, you have to remember that at that time, Poseidon was not the god of the sea yet. Oh, oh. Because okay. there was a titan of the sea. Oh, okay. There was a titan of the sea. None of these gods were technically the god of anything because they were going to get pretty much competing. It seems like like a t- they were competing against gods to gain that power oh, okay. against Titans. So, yeah. So, then they were the gods of nothing. So anyway, so they're fighting and eventually it becomes it, the war goes in the gods favor and eventually they overthrow Kronos. Um, there's not many details on this war other than there's, there's like no, little are, fights. Like, are there no details on how they defeated him? Um, yeah, eventually they got the Mount Mount Olympus, which would in the future become the, the kingdom of the gods and the sanctuary for them. Mm-hmm. It was the second tallest mountain, the first being the Mount Othris, I want to say. And so the first, they came up with a plan. The Cyclops said, we made Cronus' fortress. We know how to tear it down. And so they wait. They wait till Cronus retreats to his fortress for a little bit to rest. The, the Cyclops then throw rocks. And I know you're saying, oh, it's just rocks. But to remember, this is the combined might of, of Cyclops, who are already strong, being blacksmiths. And then hundred-handed ones, who have a hundred hands... Oh, and they're ten foot tall giants, basically growing boulders. Like, oh my god! That's tearing down a fortress. That's for sure. So they tear down the fortress, and Cronus is left in shambles, and he's surprised because he wasn't ready for something like that to happen. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't. I like picturing not, that. You shouldn't be rude to Just the people who made all those your arms. House. I, I like to picture yeah. that. All those arms throwing a, like rocks. Just <laughs> it, it was it that was a really violent war. Like. After that, there wasn't much they could do. Cronus no longer had a kingdom, and Zeus washed the floor with Cronus. So here's where it here's where that prophecy that I was talking about came in play. Cronus was overthrown by his kids. Okay, that's it. And Zeus, being a kind of a, I don't want to say a violent guy, but being kind of a guy who likes to, I don't know, just mess with people, mm-hmm. he cuts Cronus into a thousand pieces. Oh, and throws him into Tartarus. Into what? So not into Tartarus, the deepest part of the... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only did Kronos die the way that Uranus said that he was going to die, Kronos also died the way that Uranus did die. Yeah. So that's... Is he down there with his dad then? Well, we still have a sky, right? For Uranus, apparently he didn't go down to Tartarus. Mm. He was cut up so bad that his... His it's really confusing. Apparently, his soul goes down to Tartarus. Like his physical body is in Tartarus, I guess you'd say. But mm-hmm. he's so weak, he can never come down and make a physical form. So he's just the sky. He's literally just the sky. That's it. He can <laughs> never make a physical body. Oh my god! 
Now, after this war, uh, all the all the gods round up the titans. The titans who weren't like bad, they're they're still left out and they're just exiled and stuff like that. Um, so most of Cronus's sisters didn't side with the titans. Um, most of them. Thetis, the goddess of Themis, the goddess of justice. She kind of knew right from wrong. She didn't think that Zeus was the best leader. She just thought he, that he was a better leader from Kronos. Okay. So she sided with them. So she was left. And there's a little stuff that I'll get into next time. I, I think next episode we'll talk about, in the beginning, I think I'll talk about the relationships that happened after the war. Because that stuff is disgusting. <laughs> and I really want to talk about that. Because that, it was disgusting. Jeez. Um. So anyway, so after this war, they they decide the gods decide to pick a domain t- of which they want to rule over. Zeus obviously gets the sky because you know he, oh he's the ruler he killed Kronos all oh, that whatever. Uh, Poseidon becomes the god of the sea. Now Hades became the underworld, which at first he was against, but er- but everybody was like Hades like you're dark, you like dead people, you have a hat that shows fear. Obviously you're gonna rule the underworld, and he's like okay, so he begrudgingly becomes the god of the underworld, which is a good thing. Because this isn't as well known. Hades is technically the richest god. Because really? he's the god of the underworld. And you have to remember, where's the underworld? Under the ground? Underscore. Where are stones and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Under the ground? Yeah. Every precious metal, Hades has possession over. Hmm. He li- in, his, in the underworld, his kingdom, he has a garden full of rubies, um, diamonds, all types of that. Flowers that can oh, just be picked, cool. and they have rubies and stuff in it. Yeah. So, anyway, so, Hestia, uh, she became the goddess of home. Demeter became the goddess of agriculture and farming and all that. She's not really that interesting, whatever. <laughs> and Hera became the goddess of childbirth and marriage, and she married Zeus. Well, whatever, I guess. I don't really like Hera. I think she, she's really annoying, and she's a douche to, like, most of um, Zeus's children because she's jealous, but also Zeus is a big cheater. Wow. So, like oh, I said, okay. he's a better leader. He's not the best leader. He's a better leader. He's still a, he's still not a great guy. He's okay. So, after that, that's pretty much the end of the Titan War. Everybody kind of, the gods just ruled over everything. The Titans were kind of swept out. Eventually, Titans like the Titan of the Sun. Even though he didn't fight in the war, he was kind of swept under the rug once Apollo came through, and he became the god of the sun. So he's kind of the newer generation took over, and the Titans were kind of just died out. Okay. They were left to kind of fend for themselves. And, oh my god. Yeah. So that's the Titan War. Oh um, my god. Yeah. You know what's weird? Um that in that whole story it's sort of okay. Um so his dad uh Uranus, right? Uranus. Say the name again. Yep. Um he okay, so he killed his dad because his dad was um doing the same thing. Like he was killing the kids, right? Or Yeah, Kronos Kronos killed Uranus because he was imprisoning the Cyclops and yeah. Okay. But in that doing sparked that same fear in his kids, which I don't That brings up which that does, brings up a question. Mm-hmm. Can you prevent a prophecy from happening? Can you prevent the future from happening? If you try to prevent the future from happening, are you in fact setting into motion the future already? 
-hmm. if you're trying mm -hmm. to prevent it that's that's the big question jeez so did he did he start did he then bring the prophecy to life because he tried to prevent it and if he hadn't prevented it if he hadn't tried to prevent it would the prophecy have happened i don't i don't think so i mean I don't see why, though. Okay, his dad gave him every reason to kill him. Okay? Uranus. Uranus. However you want to say it. He gave him... how Cronus, right? That's his name? Yeah. He gave him every reason to kill him. Because no one liked him. Even his mom was like, alright, you gotta kill him. And then when he has kids, when Cronus has kids... Again, I don't know. You may know. I don't know how good of a person Cronus was. But I don't he was know. Always kind of crafty. Okay, if he, but he wasn't like a murderer. Okay, so I don't know why he would have that fear because he didn't enslave anything and he wasn't killing his kids. Oh, oh, I mean, I can't say that, but he he didn't do anything wrong from the start. But his mm -hmm. fear of what he did to his dad ultimately led him into that rabbit hole. So I don't know why though. Like, uh, it's fear of losing. I think fear he of was just power. maybe he just needed a therapist because he was really guilty, and that's where this sponsor comes in. If we had one, therapy, <laughs> therapy. That's our sponsor. Therapy. Like, yeah. If there's a god of therapy, that's our sponsor. Yeah. If we get if if someone if anyone wants to you know help us out here. Any sponsorship that would have been a very great intro into your sponsor. Ah, um, Asclepius, son of Apollo, god of healing and therapy. therapy. That is our sponsor today. Asclepius, the god of therapy. There you go. Yep, they're paying us to make this video to give to exactly. you. Exactly. Totally. But um, I don't, I don't even know why he would do that. Like, dude, it's like fear of. I guess just like your father, fear of power. And that's how he died, just like his father. But with, actually, a couple thousand less pieces. Because Uranus yeah. was chopped into a million pieces, he was only chopped into a thousand. So that kind of sucks. Which I don't... Okay, well, he was so weak that he couldn't, he, like, go all the way he down. He couldn't come back down. Yeah, he couldn't come back down as, like, in his human form. So he was just banished to pretty much just be the sky. That's how the Greeks explained why. Because people were asking, like, oh, so if he died, why do we still have a sky? And that was their answer. Okay. You know what I like about this? Like, what? mythology? In, okay, this is Greek, right? Mm -hmm. They, they, um, it's, it's a story about, like, real-life elements, but they sort of figure out how to turn it into, like, really, like, dramatic, like, like, into a really dramatic story. But, when you look up at the sky and you're like, damn, that really, ha like, wow. Bro, so that's weak. crazy. Like, he's still right there. He, that's him. Like, imagine, like, thinking that, like, back in, like, the ancient Greek days. Just being like, oh, yeah, that, that that's Uranus up there. Yeah. Right, hold on. Keep talking. I gotta do something. It's Uranus up here. Uh, so, yeah, that's, um, that is weird. I couldn't really imagine being in ancient Greece. Thinking about that, I would be really freaked out, like, imagining gods being up there. That'd be really weird. But, um... Yeah, so next episode, All right, I'm back. we'll back. probably be talking about, um, I want to talk about another great war 
in another pantheon of mythology. I don't want okay. this to just beco- become a Greek mythology podcast. Even though we probably should have, but, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. We will talk about another... I will talk about the relationships after the Great Titan War for a little bit in the beginning. Hopefully, it, if if it goes too long, I might just make that a whole episode about gods and maybe re- different relationships between the gods and stuff like that. Maybe we'll even... um, We might rank couples... For gods, we might, if you guys want to see that, we might rank Greek or other pantheons couples and see who's, like, which one would be a power couple, I guess you'd say. Um, Who would be the most powerful? You could. So, yeah. I I didn't really hear much of what you said. Uh, Pretty much I was saying we might make an episode about couples. Couples? In in mythology, and who would be the most powerful. Oh, Jesus. And that's where our name will come in. We will finally debate. Who is the most powerful and coolest couple in mythology? Oh my... Okay. O- okay, so, well, we talked about a battle, and we have 16 minutes left. Um, did we... Okay, we, we didn't really debate. Which Okay, that's the weird thing. Wait, I have one. Who is winning in a fight? Okay. Poseidon, Hades, Zeus. Uh... Hmm... Mm. I want to say uh, Hades. I would have to say... I would have to honestly say... I would say Poseidon. I wouldn't give it to Zeus. I'm not gonna... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Overrated. Why, I'm just kidding. why do you say Hades? Because, okay, he's the one that has the, the fear, right? The fear-mongering yeah. power. So, Poseidon has that just overall physical, just destroy you. Because he basically mm-hmm. controls the world through the ocean. Exactly. But, Hades... Oh, dang, this is hard, though. Okay. No, wait a minute. Because Hades is basically the ruler of the underworld, right? Yeah. So, the ocean comes to a certain point. So there's there is a a floor to the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's really deep, but there is a floor, meaning he he basically controls the core of the earth, right? Hades. Yes, actually. Yes. So to some extent, he does have power over Earth. So in that sense, he can control a lot, or he can control and suppress a lot of the earthquakes that he can create. Because, I mean, if, if he owns the ocean, I mean, not owns, if he's a ruler of the ocean, he's a ruler of the water, right? Yes. Technically, not the ground. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't I don't really know how, like, earthquakes work, but if I'm correct, it's the plates, the tectonic plates of the ground. Yeah. So, not exactly the water. Mm. So, mm. what I'm saying is that he can create an earthquake and... He can create underwater lava or volcanoes, and um, those earthquakes can disrupt. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. Language. Sorry. <laughs> um, we are trying to be family friendly. I know, I know, I know, I know. It can disrupt the the ocean, the water, the currents, the everything. Causes tsunami. Well, that's depending. How much power does Hades have over I, Earth? 
Because he does not have, like, he's not on a Gaia level. He's not controlling the entire Earth. He has enough power to maybe cancel out some type of Earth. Maybe he can control, he can control, like, metals and stuff like that to an extent. He's not, like, making earthquakes. He's not going to make, like, volcanoes and stuff. That's more Poseidon level, honestly. Do you think Poseidon so? Poseidon can make volcanoes, yeah. Because <sighs> if, if Poseidon can control the Earth, he can at some point maybe make. I don't, I don't know, though. That's also, that also falls into the category of other gods. Mm-hmm. Like Hephaestus, who's the god of fire, who can make volcanoes. So that's okay. would they have to like communicate or something? Like bring this up to me. Hey, yo, like, like, can I have this me, for a little bit? Help me out, my brother. I need. Mean, I, I think <laughs> Poseidon beats Hades, and I think he beats Zeus. Okay, depending on domain. But depending on how and why they're fighting, I feel like. If Hades can get in his head first, he can ultimately turn his power on to himself, in a way, through his fear, because he can make a physical representation of his fear, whether whether whatever it is that he fears. And if it is, I don't know if he's scared of his dad or something, and his that and that fear like comes up and it's overwhelming him, and he starts going crazy, starts thrashing around the ocean, making a bunch of things erupt, ultimately killing him or destroying him and his... I don't even know if he has a domain. But maybe if that... I feel like that could work. (laughs) I think Zeus is... I want to say Zeus might be able to beat Hades. I don't think he'll beat Poseidon. I think he could beat Hades just out of sheer power. Yeah. But again, that's depending. Zeus is really brute force, isn't he? Yeah, he's pure like oh, thunderclaps, lightning, and all that. Because <laughs> he's above ground. He's not really. He's not. I don't know what. Yeah. Does he rule anything? He rules the skies mostly. Like he's ruler of Earth, like in a sense, like oh, he's like a leader, but he's not like ruler of like the Earth, like I say. Yeah. So if they were in the underworld, both Poseidon and and Zeus are losing that fight easily. Hades is in his domain, most powerful among the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that would be such a cool battle. Yeah, that would be really sick. We have to do more research about that. We'll probably debate that off, off podcast. Yeah. Maybe might bring the answer to you guys next episode. Yeah. Um. Maybe. But yeah, I think this, we're gonna wrap it up. Um. So we will upload this tomorrow. We're gonna edit it tonight, and we'll upload it tomorrow at okay. maybe. I want to say be on the lookout. I think I'll upload it at ten o'clock in the morning, ten or eleven. So be on the lookout for that. Well, I mean, um, you can't. Well. I mean, if you're uploading we c- it tomorrow, then when they hear that... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't really... It's kind of uh, hard can't. to say. You'll see it when he uploads it. We're going to edit it. And, yeah. First yeah, episode. I'll also... I will advertise that. Um, okay, and yeah, advertise that. Smart. So, yeah, that's going to be the end of Debate the... Debate, debate the Pantheons. Debate I'm already forgetting the, the name. First episode... Um, Hope you guys enjoyed that story because that was crazy. And there's a lot of things like that. And it gets even more dramatic because I know a lot of you people like that drama. You exactly. love that drama whether if or not it's General in Hospital, real life. Uh, I know you guys probably be watching like Riverdale and all them other dramatic yep. de- I know. debatably trash shows. I know you guys um, are eavesdropping on a lot of people's drama and you love it. <laughs> so you'll really like this. Um. Okay. But yeah, that's yeah. going to be the end, and uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Yep, and if any of you guys sneezed at all during this episode, 
God bless you, and we will see you guys next time. And that has been Debate the Pantheons. The Pantheons. See ya!